0: Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host Oric. Hey Benjamin, let's get right into
1: it. As always, kickoff starts now.
0: All right, we are moving on to our final guest here. He is joining the conversation And he should start connecting soon. So far, this has been great. Um, We've had three very knowledgeable, very adamant uh, Bears fans, all in support of Mitchell Trubisky. So we'll see if our fourth guest of the night has a different opinion. Hello, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Yeah. I don't, we can't hear you right now. Um, I'm not sure why. orin can you hear anything? I can't hear anything.
1: Maybe you have to press turn your audio on.
0: Just keep talking. We'll see if we can hear you. Should I pause it? Yeah doing all right so we had some technical difficulties there but now I think that you can hear us correct yes I can all right it's that's like, perfect my first time doing this no okay yeah no problem, Starting Mitchell Trubisky over Nick Foles so what do you think Trubisky or Foles it's got to be Trubisky for the oh, last perfect.
2: couple of weeks I've been seeing Nick Foles um ev- uh make this offense even
1: when Mitchell Trubisky first started Foles came in and he, he had one good half against Atlanta and hasn't started a good game since that Atlanta game. And I mean, the thing about Trubisky and Foles is that even if they're nice hat, you have, Trubisky, you have Trubisky's ability to run, which makes the offensive line look so much better.
0: Yeah, do you think that it's close at all in terms of Foles versus Trubisky or do you think that the very obvious choice is Trubisky?
2: I believe the obvious choice was Trubisky, because if you go back to the training camp, well, technically, we never had a training camp, but it was going on and on for the last couple months. And even uh, Matt Nagy even started Trubisky. It was his decision to start to make it um, at the start.
1: Yeah, and what you can tell is that the first game, you can't bench Trubisky. You can't bench a quarterback after the first game. The second game, they weren't going to bench Trubisky, because he was playing quality football. So the first opportunity that Matt Nagy really had to bench Trubisky, he benched him, which I think is a bad thing for Trubisky coming back because it says Matt Nagy was just ready to get rid of Trubisky. He didn't want Trubisky on the field anymore. He thought, wow, our problems offensively are because of Trubisky. I need to get him off the field. Clearly, that's not the case. Clearly, there's way more to it. And going off that question, what do you blame for this offense just not being good? Running back, receiver, tight end, offensive line, quarterback, coach, play calling, general manager, what do you blame?
2: I got to blame the coaching and the general manager because where have we been seeing uh, Ryan Pace? Like, he's been quiet most of the time in the last couple of weeks. We have not heard anything from Ryan Pace. All, all we've been hearing is just from Nagy and, and like you saw like he like he's been saying he, he gave up play calling and he gave it to bill laser on monday night football and it kind of threw him under the bus uh, which is unfair because we've been saying for the last couple of weeks matt nagy should have been um giving up play calling a while back ago
0: yeah oh what do you mean like do you think it was the wrong decision to give him the play calling duties or you're saying it should be earlier like what do you mean by throwing is- him under the bus
2: by throwing them under the bus uh, on Monday night because we're seeing the same result of um of not of them not running the football like high caught we, we yeah we saw an improvement of running the football and the offensive lineman by Bill Lazor compared to Matt Nagy where he's like I'm just gonna do whatever I can just to win a football game.
1: Yeah that's fair. I mean so you're talking about Matt Nagy not being able to call plays we asked our last three people, most of them have said the same thing, should Pace and Nagy be fired? There was a report that came out that said that the Bears are frustrated with Nagy. They might fire him if they don't go on a run. And a report also came out saying that people around the NFL and a report came out saying that the Bears are really like Pace and they don't expect to fire him. Do you think they should fire Nagy, Pace, both, one or the other, or neither? What do you think?
2: I think it should be both and have a complete um, uh, a complete change and basically just blow it up for right now and see where we could go for the future. Blow up in the entire offense, but not the defense. Keep the defense, blow up the offense.
0: Do you think, like as a Bears fan, and it just obviously as a sports fan, you want to see your team succeed. It takes forever to be having rebuilds, and it seemed like the Bears have been bad for so long. So... If the Bears are blowing up their entire team, how long do you think you would take to go back to success? And are you willing to wait that long?
2: I'm willing to wait for the offense to prove and not the defense because we have seen general um, replacement, general managers and head coaches draft um, a bunch of uh, new uh, defensive players of rookies where they could turn into uh, superstars and, and, uh, and stars in the NFL League. So, the I, I, d- defense I'm not worried about. It's just the offense I am.
1: So, let's say you wait for like three years. By that time, Khalil Mack is going to be 33. Kimix will be 34. Kyle Fuller will be in his 30s. Eddie Jackson will be 29. So, if you look at it, by the time the Bears offense, if you rebuild their offense, the problem with the Bears is they don't have that much money. And if you rebuild their offense through the draft, I mean, it'll take a few years for their players to, for their players to develop. Develop, yeah. So I feel like the Bears are in such a predicament right now, right? You can go right now. If I were the Bears, I would tr- release a few players. I would release Quinn. I would release Graham. I would go all out for Prescott next year. That's what I would do for them. And draft offensive linemen.
2: Draft off- offensive linemen, I could agree with. But press uh, Dak Prescott, that's very questionable because, like, like early in the season he did get hurt big time and he's out For and i don't know if i don't think um he's worth the money it's just it's a risky play it's a risky play for Dak. yeah and
0: Dak. especially since do you think the bears would even have the money or if they did it would be worth it like you're saying it was a risky play this question could be for either of you that the reason Dak would want to leave dallas is because they're not going to give him the um,
2: the 40 million the salary. Yeah. So then he'd
0: obviously it. be asking for a lot of money. So would it be worth it then? If he takes
2: like a, if Dak Prescott takes like a minimum deal, if he finally comes to his senses and swallows pride to uh, take a minimum deal, then yeah, probably it, uh, the Chicago bears will take a chance on Dak Prescott to play to be their quarterback.
1: That's fair. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Hit me with it. Yes. And Alan Robinson. People are saying that Alan Robinson might not get re signed. My my thought process is right, you can say Alan Robinson is their whole offense. It's $18 million, which is still a solid amount. It's not too much. It's like a fine amount. But if you look at the opposite side, Mooney's gonna Mooney is playing great football, right? You have that 18 million, you're gonna have a very small salary cap next year. You need to improve on offense. You need offensive line and quarterback. And um if you look at it, um Allen Robinson still asking 18 million dollars is still a solid amount, and that money needs to be spent somewhere. So what would you do if you were the Bears?
2: What I will do is is re-sign Allen Robinson, no doubt, but like I'll re sign him to like a seventeen point five mil at most, not a eighteen. Yes, he is uh, a lot of, there is conversations where he is like a top ten receiver. I no doubt about that. But the, like like you said, Mooney's been been very great, and I like his playing style. I to throw it to someone else. I think it was. So Robinson, grand.
1: it was like a thirty yard. Co- oh, you're talking about completion where Robinson caught it out of bounds. Mooney was yeah. wide open for a touchdown, and then you go third down where Komet and Miller were running on the on the boundaries Outside. on the and he had Mooney wide open because Kendricks their middle linebacker blitzed. No one in the middle. Mooney was wide open. So, I mean, yeah, something about M- Darnell
0: Mooney being wide open on Monday Night Football and Foles missing him both in the Rams game and the Vikings game. Something about Darnell being open every game happens. Yeah. The- yeah.
2: Yeah. Mostly every game happens because, um, because if you compare Nick Foles to Jabisky on, on pocket passing, yeah, uh, you could, you could say Nick Foles is the better option, but Mitchell Jabisky scrambles the field and reads the defenses, even though he doesn't read the defenses, um, correctly he um he still looked for the open man because he even did that uh, with Darnell Mooney against the Lions in the first game
0: yeah and honestly at this point I don't even know if I would say Foles is more accurate I think at the start the argument was everyone knew Trubisky was more mobile but they were expecting great accuracy from Nick Foles that veteran play but um to be honest I have not seen one throw that Foles has made and this is what Oren was saying also uh since of uh, that second half in the Falcons game when he came in. I haven't seen one throw that Foles has made that I think Trubisky couldn't. And there are plenty of plays where Foles just does not scramble at all because he's so immobile, where I'm thinking if Trubisky were in, he would be able to scramble for the first down. So at this point, it's becoming increasingly more obvious to Bears fans. Of course, since all four of you guys that we interviewed said uh, Mitch Trubisky that Trubisky is the answer. So it'll just... Oh, here's a question that we actually haven't asked anyone. You'll be our first all you guys agree that Trubisky should get put in, but do you think he will get put in, or will Matt Nagy be stubborn?
2: Remember this, Matt Nagy will be stubborn because remember he never drafted Mitchell Trubisky. He took in under his wing in in twenty eighteen when they had that solid breakout year and thought they uh, and opened the entire playbook. I think that's where his um, point was wrong. Instead of opening the playbook, all of it to Trubisky, he should have put open a little bit more and understand the playbook. And we'd be looking into this year of 2020. We could be looking at a team with uh, like, um like a uh, seven and three record right now. If they uh, yeah. let Trubisky progress on the playbook.
1: I agree. And my only problem is that I, before the year would say, no way, no way, no way, no matter what. The second that Trubisky is taking out falls, we put in because, Matt Nagy will not be able to swallow his pride. But then again, Matt Nagy is an offensive play-calling head coach. That's his thing. He's an offensive genius who just gave up what he does. He right, play- he
0: just did swallow his pride in Bill Lazor, so now he might be more likely to think outside of his tunnel vision.
1: Yeah, I think Matt Nagy knows that he's, he, he needs to do whatever's best for the team, no matter what it is. And honestly, like the report said, like, I, I, did I tell you there was a report that said that Matt Nagy might get fired if he doesn't improve the team to make it to the playoffs? And, like, what I believe and what I will say is that Matt Nagy understands that I need to do whatever is best for the team or if my job is on the line. I don't care about my pride. I might never be a head coach again if this doesn't happen. This is what I would think if I was Matt Nagy. I'm putting Trubisky in, he gives me the best chance to start. I'm doing whatever I can to win. That's what I would do if I were him. Now I ask you a question. The Bears. What would their record be? And I understand that you are very much in support of Trubisky. So what would the record be if Trubisky starts? What will would record be a full starts? And what do you predict their record will be just in general?
2: From the beginning of the season, if one of them did start fully,
0: No, no. just from now on. From now on. If the oh, decision comes on. out over the bye week that Foles will remain the starter, what do you think the record would be? If the decision says Trubisky, um, what do you think the record will be? And then just in general, what do you think the record is going to be? If
2: Nick Foles remains as a starter, then I see the Bears going 8-8 eight and eight like last year. But if, if uh, Matt Nagy says that Trubisky and Trubisky pulls off a Ryan Tannehill season, then I could see him going 10-6, and 11-5 at most. And that's my prediction.
0: I mean, eleven and five would be remarkable if they put in Trubisky and he gets six games in a row. Um, I think eight and eight is definitely reasonable with Nick Foles. I think it's good that you're being reasonable with that and recognizing that they still do have some easy games. Um, but I don't know how.
1: This is the thing about ten and six, right? I don't think that they will go ten and six. But let's say Trubisky does come in and play great football. Let's say he loses to the Packers right away and wins wins out the rest they play packers week 17 i bet you the packers have already secured the division by then the packers won't be starting Rodgers. the packers will be benching their starters and the bears will win at home the bears will go 10 and 6 and squeeze into the playoffs i think that really i don't, I don't think that the bears will do well, that i
0: don't think i don't think if there are playoff implications then the packers will be giving up just yet so i don't know we'll what, what, we just have to see based on that but yeah what?
1: is that even though you can say the Bears play the Packers twice, in reality, I think the only hard game the Bears have is Bears-Packers next week. And I think that the Bears-Packers game week 17 isn't going to end up meaning anything. And I don't think the Packers are going to be starting their starters. So they only have one really hard game left. So while I'm not going to say the Bears are going to go 10-6, and six, I do see where you're coming from.
2: All right. I'm um,
1: sorry. Um, no, go on, go on.
2: All right, thank you. Um, but like I said, like if Mr. Trubisky pulls off a Ryan Tannehill season where he's he's bent, like well, not considerably advanced, but comes back and wins comeback player of the year, and goes ten and six, 11 and five. Remember these—the um, last eight games of the no, I'm sorry, six games of the season—is like literally uh, four more games of the divisional round. So you, you still got we still got to worry about the Lions, we still got to worry about the Packers, and we still got to worry about the Vikings. We just lost the Vikings to the Monday night. So who knows? Yeah. And remember, um, like like this year, like, oh, home advantage doesn't matter. But it does matter, actually, because they're still playing at home and they're still playing comfortably where they at. Yeah, and
0: yeah. going into the season, I was thinking that those divisional games were kind of gimmies just because Matt Nagy has, had beaten the Vikings and Lions. had been He was 4-0 against them. But now they just lost to the Vikings on Monday night, and they barely pulled off a victory against the Lions week one. So you never know anything could happen really. Um, yeah. All right. Another
2: situation is to uh, about the qu- third quarter as well, because like all season long, we just been struggling to score points on the third quarter.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know what, about the third quarter. I think what I think what's interesting about the third quarter is that the third quarter is when you come out of the break, it's when you lose all your momentum. It's when you come back and have to generate your own momentum again. And I think the bears are a team that's very much generated by momentum. And in the first half, if you have a good first half, you really lose all that momentum in the third half, in the third quarter. And I mean, I just, the Bears don't do that well in the third quarter. I don't know what it is, but that's my conspiracy. But I mean, who knows? I'm not in the locker room.
2: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's understandable.
0: All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Bear down. Tell everyone about this podcast. We're looking forward to continuing this series, maybe having you on again. Uh, And yeah, thanks so much. Bear down. Bear down. Okay, wow, we're back. We just finished. We're from the den. We just finished talking to a bunch of our Bears guests. That was super fun. We're going to try to do that again and again, make that an ongoing thing, try to spread this channel around. Uh, Anyway, so you should check out that episode if you don't know what I'm talking about, our Bears Talk with Guests Um, anyway, right now, really quickly, we're going to be going over our picks of the week and reviewing last week in the NFL, just our NFL overview. Let me pull it up right now. Or, you can start off with your first takeaway.
1: Um, let's go to Colts Titans. The Colts have a very good defense. I think it's a bit forgotten and the
0: Titans are very beatable. Hmm. Um, man, I'm struggling to find something right now. Okay. I guess. Ravens, Patriots. That was this week, right? No, it wasn't. Wait, we're on week eleven. No, just kidding, just kidding. I got confused. Okay. Um Ravens, Patriots. Every I feel like every week I have a takeaway about the Patriots. Pats might have some juice left in them. And as the Ravens, they're not winning the division.
1: Yeah, I don't think they are either. Like we both predicted yep. before the year. I have to say that was pretty impressive by both of us. All right. Um on to the Packers. Packers don't look that up. The Packers look very beatable. They almost lost to a Jaguars team. Not good Jaguars team. I don't think it means that much, but I mean, they just look beatable.
0: Uh, okay, Dolphins are pretty legit. If anything's legit, definitely that defense is legit. Uh, Tua's been getting it done. I mean, it has been against the Chargers, and who did they play last week?
1: chargers and the i'm not sure
0: well whatever it's been against the chargers and some other oh the rams they beat the rams so that's a big win they beat beat the the chargers and the rams people were confused about the questionable quarterback shift when they were winning but they're continuing to win brian flores is doing a great job i'm excited to see what the dolphins can do you know what else
1: you'll be happy the oak the los angeles las vegas raiders sorry i can't get that right las vegas raiders
0: Well, guess what? I actually picked them to lose this week. I don't know if you remember. I picked Broncos over Raiders. So that was a bad pick. I don't even remember what record I went. I might not know this off the top of my head. Okay, I got that wrong. Whatever. I think I did pretty badly this week because I picked Texans over Browns, which didn't happen. I picked Titans over Colts. I did pick Giants over Eagles, which is a good pick by me. Yeah, that is. You picked Cardinals. Uh, I picked Chargers over Dolphins and Broncos over Raiders, which were bad picks. We both six Seahawks over Rams. Okay, whatever. So go on.
1: All right. Um, that's that's all the takeaways I have. What about you? You have any more? Yeah, uh,
0: those are all the takeaways. Let's move on to week eleven of 17 of our NFL picks. We should start keeping track of this more making a thing. Maybe by the end of the year we'll have it all sorted out, but I doubt that. We'll see. Anyway, we both picked the Seahawks over the Cardinals. Just go by the honor code here. We've admitted when we were wrong before in Thursday night. We're recording this on Saturday night. So we're starting off the week 1-0. and Uh, Oren, give me Steelers-Jaguars.
1: All right, Steelers-Jaguars, I'm taking Steelers. I don't really need to give reasoning. I mean, it's kind of obvious.
0: Yeah, moving on. I, I mean, I will say a lot of people are saying Steelers are one of the worst like undefeated teams. They don't look that dominant, but they're still good enough to beat the Jaguars, of course. So Steelers. Lions-Panthers, another very interesting game, especially since the Panthers have got a lot of guys banged up. I think the Lions are on the come-up, and like I just said, Panthers are banged up. Give me the Lions in this one. Um, You know what? Can you keep talking? Yeah, sure. I will keep stalling myself away. So, like I was saying, the Panthers are banged up and the Lions are on the come-up. The Lions do have their running back, DeAndre Swift, Swift injured, though, which is obviously not good for them. He's been having a great spurt recently, but they still have Adrian Peterson, who is a great veteran running back, of course, one of the great running backs of all time. And I think that that's not the biggest loss for them. Um, This Panthers team, they started off the year looking a lot better than people expected. And I'm really not sure what to think about them at this point, since um, they've lost to the Bears, they've lost to the Saints, but played them close. And then they've won some good games. So I really don't know what Panthers team we're going to see here. They are pretty good, but like I said, they have Christian McCaffrey injured and then Teddy Bridgewater, even if he does end up playing, and I don't know the status with him. You
1: know what? I'm going to take the Panthers. Wow, I needed to stall
0: so long there. What was going on?
1: I was seeing if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play or not. There we go. Decision. All right, Texans-Patriots. You know what? Give me the Texans. I like the Texans in this game. I feel like you're going to pick them as well, and I'm not going to be as happy about my pick.
0: No, you know, just because you picked the Texans, give me the Patriots. Who did the Texans play last week? Yeah, they just lost to the Browns. They put up seven points. I, to be fair, it was a super, super windy game. So that is probably a lot of the reason why. But still, this offense that I expected to be dominant or at least very good, high flying was not great. Patriots are doing a bit better. Maybe they get a win, even though I don't like either of these teams particularly. I don't know why I keep picking the Patriots, but I'm going to do it again. Titans-Ravens in a great game. Oren, you can talk first.
1: Um, You know what? Give me the... Give me the Ravens. They're going to get revenge for losing the playoffs last year. Huge upset. They won revenge.
0: I don't know. They- oh, you mean the Titans-Ravens was a huge upset. Not now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mean last year. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um... Yeah, I think I'm also going to go with the Ravens just because they need this win. They know they need this win. Um, They've probably had forever to scheme about it. It's been on their minds the whole time. Um, The one thing is Lamar Jackson isn't great in pressure, so it's not like that will help him that much. In fact, he's never. there's a stat he's never won when under 10 points. But I think this Ravens defense will be able to stuff Derrick Henry enough, and that can be their kryptonite. So give me the Ravens as well.
1: Well, honestly, that stat doesn't prove to me that he's bad under pressure. Think about it. his His strength is what's it called? His strength is running, and running the ball wastes clock. So, I mean, it's very yeah. hard.
0: Okay. Oh, he's never won a game, so who knows? That's fair. All right. All right.
1: Eagles, Browns, give me the Browns.
0: <laughs> wow, that was fast. Eagles have a lot of people back. Uh, I don't know why. Browns are just a team I don't like to pick a lot give me the eagles why not i'm gonna be crazy these picks might be bad at some point i thought i was good at these picks but now i don't know anymore give me the eagles though after i just picked the giants over the eagles give me the eagles saints give me the saints i mean come on what is this even though actually you know what that is not such an obvious pick now that i think about it because they're starting Taysom hill at quarterback yeah i don't really care falcons are just so bad give me the falcons give me the wait you're taking the falcons the Falcons. I mean, okay, that's not that crazy. Of course, they are starting Taysom Hill, but I trust this Saints team to be creative enough and stop they. The Falcons defense is so bad. I think they can use Taysom Hill and probably Jameis Winston, even though he wasn't named the starter, creatively enough. And this Falcons defense is so bad. The Saints uh, defense is actually pretty good. Saints are just a better team. Drew Brees or not. Uh, let's go, Saints. All right, Bengals versus Washington. Washington's defense is underrated, and it could give problems to Joe Burrow, this rookie quarterback, but I still got to go with the Bengals.
1: You know what? I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. No, I'm not.
0: What, who <laughs> are you picking, Bengals or Washington? Bengals. Why'd you say no, I'm not?
1: No, I was going to say, like, I want to pick Washington football team, but no, I don't. Okay, I don't. okay.
0: yeah, Bengals it is. Jets, Chargers. Justin Herbert gets himself an uplifting win.
1: Yeah, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback and not taking anything away from him. It seems like he always finds a way to lose. Nothing against him. I don't think I think most yeah. lost it. it has nothing to do with him. It has to do with his defense, but I mean. It is sad to watch.
0: I'll tell you that. Okay, Dolphins, Broncos. Dolphins get another win here. Broncos have not looked good as of late. Drew Locke is banged up. They're tight end. Um shoot. Noah Fant is banged up. Broncos don't look good. Dolphins look excellent. Give me the Dolphins.
1: I'm still confused on how the Dolphins are winning, but I watch them play. They play quality football, good football. They have such little... They don't have a lot of talent on their team. They are so well-coached. Give me the Dolphins. I really, really, really think that they're a good quality team that is going to be able to make a far run because they're a very well-disciplined and well-coached team.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, Cowboys-Vikings. Vikings are on a roll here, actually. They just beat two divisional opponents in the Packers and Bears. I don't remember who they played three weeks ago. Um, And if they win this game, actually, they become second in the NFC North, which I had thought about before the Bears and Vikings play each other. Uh, So anyway, now Cowboys-Vikings, I think Vikings get the win. Um, Even with Andy Dalton back, uh, I don't know. I think the Cowboys, I mean, I think the Vikings are just rolling and I'm not ready to pick the Cowboys. You know what? All right. So we had some technical difficulties there, but now I think that you can hear us, correct? Yes, I can. All right. It's that's like, perfect. It's my first time doing this. No. Okay. Yeah. No problem. That's great. Um, So our last three guests have all been in favor of the Bears starting Mitchell Trubisky over Nick Foles. So what do you think? Trubisky or Foles? It's got to be Trubisky. For the 100%. last couple of weeks, I've been seeing Nick Foles um, – E- uh, make
2: this offense even more regressed than when Mitch Trubisky first started.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You look at the first three weeks, Trubisky played, I wouldn't say amazing football, but he played quality football. Foles came in, he had one good, he played, he had one good half against Atlanta and hasn't started a good game since that Atlanta game. And I mean, the thing about Trubisky and Foles is that even if they're equal in the passing game, you have Trubisky's ability to, nice hat, you have Trubisky. Thanks. You have Trubisky's ability to run, which makes the offensive line look so much better.
0: Yeah, do you think that it's close at all in terms of Foles versus Trubisky, or do you think that the very obvious choice is Trubisky?
2: I believe the obvious choice was Trubisky because if you go back to the training camp, well, technically we never had a training camp, but it was going on and on for the last couple months. And even and uh, Matt Nagy even started Trubisky. It was his decision to start to make it, um, at the start.
1: Yeah, and what you can tell is that the first game you can't bench Trubisky. You can't bench a quarterback after the first game. The second game they weren't going to bench Trubisky because he was playing quality football. So the first opportunity that Matt Nagy really had to bench Trubisky, he benched him, which I think is a bad thing for Trubisky coming back because it says. Matt Nagy was just ready to get rid of Trubisky. He didn't want Trubisky on the field anymore. He thought, wow, our problems offensively are because of Trubisky. I need to get him off the field. Clearly, that's not the case. Clearly, there's way more to it. And going off that question, what do you blame for this offense just not being good? Running back, receiver, tight end, offensive line, quarterback, coach, play calling, general manager. What do you blame?
2: I got to blame the coaching and the general manager because where have we been seeing uh, Ryan Pace? Like, he's been quiet most of the time in the last couple of weeks. We have n- not heard anything from Ryan Pace. All, all we've been hearing is just from Nagy. And and like you saw, like, he, like he's like he been saying, he, he gave a play calling, and he gave it to Bill Lazor on Monday Night Football. And it kind of threw him under the bus, so, which is unfair, because we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, Matt Nagy should have been um, giving a play calling a while back ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Like, do you think it was the wrong decision to give him the play calling duties, or you're saying it should be earlier? Like, what do you mean by throwing him under the bus?
2: By throwing him under the bus uh, on Monday night because we're seeing the same result of um, of not of them not running the football like I it, We we yeah we saw an improvement of running the football and the offensive lineman by Bill Lazor compared to Matt Nagy, where he's like, I'm just gonna do whatever I can just to win a football game.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so you're talking about Matt Nagy not being able to call plays. We asked our last three people, most of them have said the same thing. Should Pace and Nagy be fired? There was a report that came out that said that the Bears are frustrated with Nagy. They might fire him if they don't go on a run. And a report also came out saying that people around the NFL and a report came out saying that the Bears are really like Pace and they don't expect to fire him. Do you think they should fire Nagy, Pace, both, one or the other, or neither? What do you think?
2: I think it should be both and have a complete um, uh, a complete change and basically just blow it up for right now and see where we could go for the future. Blow up in the entire offense, but not the defense. Keep the defense, blow up the offense.
0: Do you think, like as a Bears fan, and it just obviously as a sports fan, you want to see your team succeed. It takes forever to be having rebuilds and it seemed like the bears have been bad for so long so if the bears are blowing up their entire team how long do you think you would take to go back to success and are you willing to wait that long
2: i'm willing to wait for the offense to prove and not the defense because we have seen general um replacement general managers and head coaches draft um, a bunch of uh, new uh defensive players of rookies where they could turn into uh, superstars and, and, uh, and stars in the NFL league. So the I, I, d- defense, I'm not worried about. It's just the offense I
1: am. So let's say you wait for like three years. By that time, Khalil Mack is going to be 33. Kimix will be 34. Kyle Fuller will be in his 30s. Eddie Jackson will be 29. So if you look at it, by the time the Bears offense, if you rebuild their offense, the problem with the Bears is they don't have that much money. And if you rebuild their offense through the draft, I mean, it'll take a few years for their players to... For their players to... Develop. Develop, yeah. So I feel like the Bears are in such a predicament right now, right? You can go right now. If I were the Bears, I would release a few players. I would release Quinn. I would release Graham. I would go all out for Prescott next year. That's what I would do for them. And draft offensive linemen. Draft
2: offensive linemen, I could agree with, but... Uh, Dak Prescott, that's very questionable because, like, like early in the season, he did get hurt big time, and he's out for, And I don't know if – I don't think um, – he's worth the money. It's just – it's a risky play. It's a risky play for Dak Prescott. Yeah,
0: and Scott. especially since – do you think the Bears would even have the money, or if they did, it would be worth it? Like you are saying, it was a risky play. This question could be for either of you that – the reason Dak would want to leave Dallas is because they're not going to give him the, um,
2: the 40 million the salary. Yeah. So then he'd
0: obviously it. be asking for a lot of money. So would it be worth it then?
2: If he takes like, a if Dak Prescott takes like a minimal deal, if he finally comes to his senses and swallows his pride to uh, take a minimum deal, then yeah, probably it, uh, the Chicago bears will take a chance on Dak Prescott to play,
1: to be their quarterback. That's fair. Um, I have a question for you. Okay. Hit me with it. Yes. And Alan Robinson. People are saying that Allen Robinson might not get re signed. My my thought process is right, you can say Alan Robinson is their whole offense. It's $18 million, which is still a solid amount. It's not too much. It's like a fine amount. But if you look at the opposite side, Mooney's gonna Mooney is playing great football, right? You have that eighteen. Million, you're going to have a very small salary cap next year. You need to improve on offense. You need offensive line and quarterback. And um, if you look at it, um, Allen Robinson still asking eighteen million dollars is still a solid amount. And that money needs to be spent somewhere. So, what would you do if you were the Bears?
2: What I will do is is resign Allen Robinson, no doubt. But like I'll resign him to like a seventeen point five mil at most, not at eighteen. Yes, he is uh, a lot of there is conversations where he is like a top 10 receiver. I, I no doubt about that. But the, like like you said Mooney's been been very great and I like his playing style. He should, he should have got the touchdown for Monday night, but Nick Foles decided to throw it to someone else. I
1: think it was, was Robinson. It was like a 30-yard co- Oh, you're talking about there were two plays on the same drive. First play, do you know the 20-yard completion where Robinson caught it out of bounds? Mooney was yeah. well- for a touchdown. And then you go third down where Komet and Miller were running on the, on the boundaries oh, on right. the, and he had Mooney wide open because Kendricks, their middle linebacker blitzed. No one in the middle. Mooney was wide open. So,
0: I mean, yeah, something about Darna Mooney being wide open on Monday night football and Foles missing him both in the Rams game and the Vikings game. Something about and, Darna being open. Every game happens. Yeah. The, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mostly every game happens because um, because if you compare Nick Foles to Drabisky on, on pocket passing, yeah, uh, you, could, you could say Nick Foles is a better option, but Mitchell Drabisky scrambles the field and reads the defenses. Even though he doesn't read the defenses um, correctly, he, um, he still looks for the open man because he even did that w- uh, with Darnell Mooney against the Lions in the first game.
0: Yeah, and honestly, at this point, I don't even know – if I would say Foles is more accurate, I think at the start, the argument was everyone knew Trubisky was more mobile, but they were expecting great accuracy from Nick Foles, that veteran play. But um, to be honest, I have not seen one throw that Foles has made. And this is what Oren was saying. Also, uh, since, since, of uh, that second half in the Falcons game when he came in. I haven't seen one throw that Foles has made that I think Trubisky couldn't. And there are plenty of plays where Foles just does not scramble at all because he's so immobile where I'm thinking if Trubisky were in, he would be able to scramble for the first down. So at this point, it's becoming increasingly more obvious to Bears fans. Of course, since all four of you guys that we interviewed said uh, Mitch Trubisky that Trubisky is the answer. So it'll just... Oh, here's a question that we actually haven't asked anyone. You'll be our first... All you guys agree that Trubisky should get put in, but do you think he will get put in, or will Matt Nagy be stubborn?
2: Remember this, Matt Nagy will be stubborn because remember he never drafted Mitchell Trubisky. He took in under his wing in in 2018 when they had that solid breakout year and thought they uh, and opened the entire playbook. I think that's where his um, point was wrong. Instead of opening the playbook, all of it to Trubisky, he should have put open a little bit more and understand the playbook. And we'd be looking into this year of 2020. We could be looking at a team with uh, like, um, like a uh, seven and three record right now. If they uh, yeah. let Trubisky progress on the playbook.
1: I agree. And my only problem is that I, before the year would say, no way, no way, no way, no matter what. The second that Trubisky is taking out falls, we put in because, Matt Nagy will not be able to swallow his pride. But then again, Matt Nagy is an offensive play calling head coach. That's his thing. He's an offensive genius who just gave up what he does. He right, play- He
0: just did swallow his pride in Bill Lazor, So now he might be more likely to think outside of his tunnel vision.
1: Yeah. I think Matt Nagy knows that he's he he needs to do whatever's best for the team, no matter what it is. And honestly, like the report said, like, I, I, did I tell you there was a report that said that Matt Nagy might get fired if he doesn't improve the team to make it to the playoffs? And, like, what I believe and what I will say is that Matt Nagy understands it. I need to do whatever is best for the team or if my job is on the line. I don't care about my pride. I might never be a head coach again if this doesn't happen. This is what I would think if I was Matt Nagy. I'm putting Trubisky in. He gives me the best chance to start. I'm doing whatever I can to win. That's what I would do if I were him. Now I ask you a question. The Bears. What would their record be? And I understand that you are very much in support of Trubisky. So what would the record be if Trubisky starts? What will the record be a full starts? And what do you predict their record will be just in general?
2: From the beginning of the season, if one of them did start fully,
0: No, no. just from now on. From now on. If the oh, decision comes on. out over the bye week that Foles will remain the starter, or what do you think the record would be? If the decision says Trubisky, um, what do you think the record will be? And then just in general, what do you think the record is going to be? If Nick Foles
2: remains as a starter, then I see the Bears going 8-8 eight and eight like last year. But if, if uh, Matt Nagy says that Trubisky and Trubisky pulls off a Ryan Tannehill season, then I could see him going 10-6, and 11-5 at most.
0: And that's my prediction. I mean, 11 and 5 would be remarkable if they put in Trubisky and he gets six games in a row. Um, I think 8 and 8 is definitely reasonable with Nick Foles. I think it's good that you're being reasonable with that and recognizing that they still do have some easy games. Um, but I don't know how I feel about 10 and, 10 and 6, 11 and 5 is a little high for me. This is the thing about I'm 10 and 6, right? I don't think that they will go 10 and 6, but let's say Trubisky does come in and play great
1: football. Let's say he loses to the Packers right away and wins, wins out the rest. They played Packers week 17. I bet you the Packers have already secured the division by then. The Packers won't be starting Rodgers. The Packers will be benching their starters and the bears will win at home. The bears will go 10 and six and squeeze into the playoffs. I think that really, I don't, I don't think that the bears will do well, that.
0: I don't think, I don't think if there are playoff implications, then the Packers will be giving up just yet. So I don't know. Well, yeah, We'll just have to see based on that. But yeah, yeah
1: is that even though you can say the Bears play the Packers twice, in reality, I think the only hard game the Bears have is Bears-Packers next week. And I think that the Bears-Packers game week 17 isn't going to end up meaning anything. And I don't think the Packers are going to be starting their starters. So they only have one really hard game left. So while I'm not going to say the Bears are going to go 10-6, and six, I do see where you're coming from. All right. Like, um, like,
2: like, I'm
1: sorry.
0: No, go on, go on.
2: All right, thank you. Um, but like I said, like if Mr. Trubisky pulls off a Ryan Tannehill season where he's he's bent like, well, not considerably advanced, but comes back and wins comeback player of the year and goes ten and 6, 11 and five. Remember, these um the last eight games of the no, I'm sorry, six games of the season is like literally uh four more games of the divisional round. So you you still got we still gotta worry about the Lions, we still gotta worry about the Packers, and we still gotta worry about the Vikings. We just lost the Vikings to the Monday night. So who knows? Yeah. And remember, um, like like this year, like, oh, home advantage doesn't matter. But it's, it does matter, actually, because they're still playing at home and they're still playing comfortably worthy at.
0: Yeah, and yeah. going into the season, I was thinking that those divisional games were kind of gimmies just because Matt Nagy has, had beaten the Vikings and Lions. had been He was 4-0 against them. But now they just lost to the Vikings on Monday night and they barely pulled off a victory against the Lions week one. So you never know. Anything could happen, really. Um, yeah. All right. Another
2: situation is to uh, about the qu- third quarter as well, because like all season long, we just been struggling to score points on the third quarter.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's about the third quarter. I think what I think what's interesting about the third quarter is that the third quarter is when you come out of the break. It's when you lose all your momentum. It's when you come back and have to generate your own momentum again. And I think the Bears are a team that's very much generated by momentum. And in the first half, if you have a good first half, you really lose all that momentum in the third half, in the third quarter. And I mean, I just, the Bears don't do that well in the third quarter. I don't know what it is, but that's my conspiracy. But I mean, who knows? I'm not in the locker room. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's understandable.
0: All right, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Bear down. Tell everyone about this podcast. We're looking forward to continuing this series, maybe having you on again. Uh, And yeah, thanks so much. Bear down. Bear down. If you enjoyed this episode of From the Den, please remember to comment or leave a review depending on your listening platform. Or if you're a Packers
1: fan, remember to write some nasty reviews and comments. Thanks for listening and bear down.